Another week back in the office, man. You know why I'm wearing black today? Because I'm grieving a loss. <laughs> a loss. <laughs> a loss of expectations. A loss of hope. So, like, a, a little bit of me died yesterday when we was up there in the box watching that game, man. Because there's absolutely no reason in this world, on this green earth, that we should have lost to the Illinois football program. The Fighting Illini. Um, I really don't know, like... I really don't even know what to say about the game, realistically. All I would say is nothing went wrong, just nothing went right. If you look at the stat yeah. sheet, it was mediocre. If you look at, like, explosive plays, meh. Illinois didn't come out doing nothing crazy. They didn't do no trick plays. They didn't have anything spectacular that happened. Like, it was just, like, literally an even game. I feel like Maryland really played down to their competition, and it showed because – we have so many special players on that team, and we have amazing coaches. But to come out like that on homecoming, you got the whole family, alumni base, everybody behind you, and to lose the way they lose, it just felt like it felt like Maryland. The whole game was like, yeah, we'll, uh, it, bro, don't even worry about it. We're gonna get a fourth quarter. Fourth quarter gonna come around. We're gonna we're we gonna win it, you know. And the fourth quarter came around, and they did not they did not do it. How did you feel about Dude. the game yesterday? Right, hurt. First of all, I uh, I might not be back for another five years after coming back to my first game, <laughs> and they fold to my to my former school, and we hadn't we hadn't lost to them since I came to Maryland. So that's the crazy part. Um, and this definitely job. should not have been the year to start that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, bro, this yesterday was a case of letting Ohio State beat us twice, um, and I mean that in that like. You had the letdown of having a lead and, and being right there with a, a premier team. You got to deal with the emotions of that. You got to deal with the injuries from that game and everyone talking about uh, that, yada, yada, yada. And then you come out against a team that, hey, we just hung with O-State. Like, we're, you know, we're all right. And, like, I don't know what they expected to happen, um, but it just didn't play well. I mean, just nothing, nothing about that game was like, that's that's the same Maryland team we've been seeing that has been getting better each and every week. Um, just came out flat, like giving up a touchdown very first drive to Illinois to an offense that had been in shambles. Um, that's like unacceptable. Like that's that's not how you start a football game. Not not how you start homecoming either. Um, I think Loxley said it said it pretty well. Like in the post game, like there's no excuse for any facet of that game. Um, letting an offense that hasn't gotten any explosive plays get any explosive plays against you, unacceptable. Not being able to generate turnovers can't happen. You want to talk about the injuries, you, you can't because everyone deals with that. Like, we had Trader out, one of our top defenders. Deitches was out. I was looking for him yesterday. I didn't even realize he was out till like, the fourth quarter. Um, but there's no excuse, man. Like, we, we had plenty of opportunities, plenty of time. We're horrible on third down. Um, couldn't get off the field on defense when we needed to. And then that last drive, when you need a stop, you, you can't get one against a defense that had no – or an offense that had no reason to feel confident. It's just disappointing. Like, normally the letdown is like, oh, man, we just played this amazing game. We went down to the wire. We won by one point. And then you come back against the team, you think, oh, now they're going to be easy to beat. And, and you know, you, you sputter. You don't you don't get to use that excuse really at all, but you don't get to use it especially when you lost the big game. 
Like you should be livid. You should be angry, bro. And they didn't they just didn't come out with any emotion. And it was homecoming. Like you said, like what better opportunity to to showcase? And people were in the stands, not as many as, as there would have been if it wasn't raining and cold and ugly outside. But people were there, man. Alumni were out there having a good time. Like, and then you just just drop the ball. Um, it's disappointing. It, it really is disappointing because I think that's something that'll kind of have everyone saying, okay, now for real, this is same old Maryland. Like, you know, last yeah. week there was still that, you know, that glimmer of hope. Like the light, the light bulb wasn't shining bright after last Saturday. It was flickering though. It was flickering. Now it's like, oh man, they, they turn the lights off. Um, and that hurts. Like, I don't know if, if that was like just a following of what happened like on Friday night, like. This whole week of college football uh, was basically just a week of letdowns. Like, Colorado fumbled the bag Friday night, 29-point lead. We blow a game that we have no business blowing. Uh, Notre Dame washes Caleb Williams and USC. Man, like, I cannot were believe we just, it. Like, were we, just another, were we just another domino to fall somewhere in the middle there? Um, I, you know, I guess that's, that's a way to look at it. But it just can't happen, right? Like, like you said, too talented – too much potential, too you know, too many big dogs in the coaching staff uh, to to allow that one to transpire the way it did. So, I'm hurting, you know. Another week, another L. It's rough. Uh, bro. Still five and two. Going but into a bye week. Yeah. Yeah, it just it don't hit the same. It don't hit the same at all. Yeah, I think the positives. Yes, still five and two in the Big Ten. Um, going into a bye week, so you can really sit down and watch the film for an extended period of time. And make sure that you're working out all the kinks of everything that went wrong in that game so it never happens again. Uh, Maryland had everything to lose in this game. Illinois freaking stormed the field at Maryland. Yeah, you know, usually what? in the past, in the in the past when we done lost games, they're like, all right, let's let's get in the locker room, let's get out of here. That's how that's how serious you know it was this year. Like Illinois realized won their Super Bowl by beating Maryland, um, which is unfortunate. But like you said, we're five and two. We can go into this bye week and we can get better or we can go into this bye week and keep slumming and let the rest of the season go by the wayside because we still want bowl eligibility. That's something that we still want. Um, our big expectations of like, hey, you went out as a one, one loss, two loss are kind of out of the picture now, but mm -hmm. you still do have meaningful football left to play. You still have two, two of the other best um, teams in the Big Ten left on the schedule, and then now you got Northwestern, you got Rutgers, you got you can't look past these guys because we don't lost to Illinois. We can't say like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna gloss past these guys. Every single game is a game, and every single game is an opportunity to prove that you're not the Maryland of old, even though that's what everybody thinks. So um, I just think they gotta go into this bye week and really get their minds right because that team that we watched play on Saturday was not the team that we talked about before the season was not the team that we saw play Ohio State was not the gritty even like the grittiness to finish finish a game you know it's mm -hmm. it's okay to play a team close like that but you gotta finish bro like to lose a game like that that close and have the exact same stat sheet I think they both had uh like one turnover they both had three well, Maryland had 380 total yards um Illinois had 337 they both 21 first downs for Illinois 22 first downs for Maryland it was like they played the same game, but at the end of the day, Illinois finished, um, and we didn't finish. So um, we just got to we got to be better. <laughs> we yeah, got to run think, the ball better. 
That that too. Um, against a defense that was struggling in all ways, you can't you can't not be able to establish the line of scrimmage, um, especially with good running backs too. Like it's not like we don't have got you know random guys back there. Like Illinois put a freshman back there, and they didn't they didn't gash us for you know two hundred and twenty yards, but they had like one twenty, one thirty, something like that with a with a freshman yeah. running back. Um, for for an offense that isn't doing well, can't can't let that happen. And on the other side, like we should we should be able to produce with Hemby and and, and all the other guys we have. Um, and you know, just last thing on the team going into the bye week, like they got to tighten up the little things. Um, you're in season. You're not revamping your whole thing. You're not starting from scratch. And this team doesn't need to start from scratch. Um, but they got to be better in key situations, bro. Third third down, offense and defense, poor. And you can't you can't lose those situations against teams that are not up to par with you talent-wise. Like, that's mm-hmm. the no-brainer part. That's executing little assignments. That's putting the ball where it needs to be put. Just doing the things you're coached to do. Um, so you want you want to see that get fixed in the bye week. You want to see the the penalties get addressed. The, the little things. The you know special teams not not being able to get it done in, in key areas and key moments. Um, that's that's the part that's really got to improve. And you you just can't you can't fumble the easy ones like the, the easy ones like you said. One of them throughout the course of the year it might be closer than it should be, but you don't lose. You might yeah. you might let them have an inkling of hope, but you just don't lose. So that part's rough. But uh, I mentioned them earlier. Uh, Roman Hemby, obviously one of one of the stars on the offense, a guy that you and I both would like to see get involved more and more. Um, I feel like that's kind of been hit or miss the last few weeks of the season uh, versus earlier earlier in the year and then even last year uh, the way he was getting touches. We did get to do something that was a lot of fun, unlike the game on Saturday, on Friday. Uh, so, you know, share with them a little bit about what we got to do with Rome, Ike. Yeah, so we pretty much got to go to uh, Terpsville, and we were going through the facilities, really talking to Roman and getting an inside scoop of who he is as a person, why he plays, um, and just, like, getting that background about him that a lot of people wouldn't know. They just see him on Saturdays running around, making plays, and, you know, being a star. But underneath the helmet, there's a person and there's a astute young man that has, you know, a lot a lot ahead of him. Um, so it was, it was dope to really sit down with him and talk to him, and we're excited to show you guys that here real soon. So definitely stay tuned for that. Without a doubt, it's – Anytime you get to sit down with a guy, like like you said, people, a lot of time people are just like, oh, that's number 24. That's mm-hmm. the starting running back. That's the guy who, you know, takes it to the house on, on toss plays and all this other stuff. But you don't really understand, you don't understand their why. You don't understand what it means to be out there playing. You don't understand that he's a Maryland kid through and through, got to stay home, got to do all these awesome things. I don't, don't want to spoil it, but it was, it was pretty special to hear him talk about, you know, how much his family meant to him and, and how he wants to give back to the community and, and how much he values, you know, being able to be an impact in other people's lives. Because uh, that's something that fans, both of Maryland and just of, of the game of football, period, don't understand how, how much guys want to be able to make an impact. And, and when they're able to, um, that's as fulfilling as any touchdown run or, or you know, big hit, forced fumble, sack, yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's... That's what it's really about, man, making making people smile and, and making someone else's life better when you have the opportunity to. So uh, y'all will get to hear a lot more from him 
Um, and we, we look forward to being able to share that with you all. So something else we haven't done yet this season, and, you know, because it's the bye week, we don't have a ton to talk about. Um, we're going to kind of take a little bit of a wrap, uh, a lap around the world of college football. Um, you know, like we kind of already said, it's, it started on Friday night, uh, this past week anyway, with Colorado, obviously the, the epicenter of really the football period universe with uh, Coach Prime and, and Travis Hunter and Shador and everything they got going on. Um, but they fumbled a major bag against a super struggling yeah, football in, team in Stanford insane. Friday night. Bro, I don't I don't see how that happens. Like no lie. What's even what's more crazy about it is is I I was watching the game. They went up twenty nine nothing. Third third quarter started. I don't remember who had the ball first, but I'm like, man, it's it's too late. We got stuff to do in the morning for the game. Bro, I turned the TV off and went to bed. Wake up in the morning, you roll over on your phone, you're like, these boys did not lose to Stanford. That's a wild, bro. That's a wild thing to see, especially because of how how much momentum they had as a program. Like, obviously, it's it, they're still super early, and they've already come so far from where they were. Period. Before Coach Prime got there, but that was a game you can't lose too. Uh, yeah, that lose was that bad. One. That's on the, the the coaches. That's on the defense. I don't know what what happened for them to let Stanford come back. I think they had a receiver that did something crazy, like he two went three crazy. touchdowns. Yeah, he, he went, went crazy. crazy. Like Nerd Nation was out there going crazy. That that game should not have ended that way. Even the USC Notre Dame game. Remember, we were talking earlier. I was like, yeah, USC going to wax Notre Dame. Come to find out, Notre Dame came to play. Like, they renewed put, that, put it that, on the that, boys. that rivalry, literally. And I feel like that game might have been the nail in the coffin for the Heisman because prior to this game, you had Shadar, you had Caleb Williams, um, and you had Penix. But it's looking like Penix is the golden boy. He might really be the runaway favorite for, the this, show, for this Heisman. Yeah, he's, he's coming. he came back for another year, and he said, hey, I'm going to win it. They slept on me, but not no more. So right now, the Heisman favorite for me is Penix. I got I got my bread on him. Nah, nah. Speaking of Penix, Washington was like you said was able to able to beat Oregon last minute. Uh, Oregon missed a field goal, but shout out shout out Michael Penix. He's from Tampa too. We went to the same high school. Uh, but he went to beast. school. Everybody. <laughs> hey, I'm telling. Hey, look, when you go to multiple high schools and multiple colleges, it, it tends yeah, to overlap. You also, uh, Florida got some talent. I don't know in case you didn't hear. We got some dogs down here. But uh You got about an Indiana. Yeah, man, that yeah, like gotta... Washington is Washington is controlling the Pac twelve and you know, though that big three we had talked about in the in the Big Ten, there, you know, first class between those guys comes up next week, um, with Penn mm-hmm. State finally rolling up on Ohio State. So who who you got winning that? it's been a lot of back and forth in my head in terms Where's of, the game at? Uh, Ohio State That's versus a Penn good State. Question. I think Penn State. I think Penn State might win that one. I'm not gonna lie to you, especially if it's in Happy Valley. If it's um uh, at home for Penn State, I think they might get that dub because Ohio State hasn't really um sh- hasn't shined much this year. But Penn State been winning some real convincing games. I think they they've, whacked they've somebody good last start week. Start to finish. Yeah, start to finish. They've they play complete football. Every week. Okay, so it's it's so, at Ohio State, I believe. So okay, gotcha. um. I mean, they don't they don't have that like wide out night game type of advantage, but the key yeah. is gonna be the quarterbacks. If if I'm being honest, like you got you got McCord, and he still hasn't done it for me in terms of 
thinking he's the guy, but he also has the mm-hmm. best security blanket in football in Marvin Harrison Jr. So Absolutely. that helps. But uh, the young young dude from Penn State has been has been like that, Aller. Um, mm-hmm. So he, you know, if, if he comes to play and and Penn State's defense is cold, they got the number one left tackle in football. He's talking like he's gonna be like you know top three pick type guy probably after uh, Caleb and Marvin. But you know, mm. uh, they got some guys, so that should be a big game. Um, everyone's tuned in, and then you know, obviously after that, the dominoes start to fall in terms of the the Big Ten and and sorting out who's gonna be competing for those playoff spots. Uh, which we are yeah. now not even. Don't sleep on the Pac-12 and the, and the uh, Big 12. Don't sleep on the Pac-12 and the Big 12, though. I think it's only two. It's two team races for both of those because it's going to be a rematch. The Pac-12 championship is going to be Washington running it back with uh, um, who did they play with Oregon, and Oregon. then the Big 12 is going to be te- Texas and Oklahoma running it back to play each other again too. So I think the toss-ups right now are definitely the SEC and the Big 10 to see who's going to be the one or two teams that come out of the, that. Those two respective conferences. If you think a, a SEC team gonna come out of out of what you call it this year, out of yeah, I mean, uh, what you call that? I don't, I don't see. Oh, Georgia, Georgia still undefeated. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, Georgia hasn't lost in like three years. So uh, <laughs> until until further notice, you gotta dethrone the king for to even yeah, you know get to begin to true. doubt them. So I got I got them winning that one uh, and coming out. I, this isn't this isn't a. I don't think this is a two-team year for any conference. Like, there is no number two in the SEC that I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to for sure make it. Um, I can go, see Oregon coming back and beating, beating uh, what you call it. And then, and then it and becomes dicey, right? It becomes dicey yeah. because say they do that, then you got, like, if, if Oklahoma runs the table, okay, they're undefeated and if they won the Big 12 championship, which I don't know if they beat Texas twice. Then now you have two one-loss teams there. You, if Oregon were to beat Washington somehow, you have two one-loss teams there. Somebody can't go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, well, no. Yeah. There, oh, oh, we ain't even talk. Florida State still still undefeated and has looked really uh, good. And to be honest, they might have the easiest road. Yeah, to, they got a very to, easy schedule. to the playoff. Just in terms of, I think if they play Clemson again, I think they beat them by even more. I don't see Miami mm-hmm. really stopping them. Um, and when they play Florida at the end of the season, Florida's not good enough this year to, in my opinion, to to run to run with them. Um, Do they play North Carolina? So like, right? North Carolina's all right right now. Yeah, yeah. North, North Carolina's all right, but I, I would put – I don't know. I feel like Florida State has a more well-rounded team. Uh, Drake yeah. May's a dog, but I don't know if – I don't know if they can beat him. So, okay, so let's just run through the whole joint then since, since while we're on the topic. First, who's winning Penn State, Ohio State? Because – I got, Penn State. Um, got Penn, I got Penn State. I got Penn State. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So, uh, oof. I would like Who to see got? Penn State win just because it, it'd be cool to see. It'd be cool to see a change up. Um, and I feel like if there's any year that Penn State is going to have the, the dots aligned to finally get into the playoff, uh, this will be the year. So, I'm going to go Penn State too. Um, right. We exposed enough holes, and Penn State is more elite than we are on defense right now that they could potentially get that done. But then exactly. that begs the question, Penn State or Michigan? Because they're going to have to play two. And mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know when that when that is on the schedule, but uh, Michigan still got them boys right now. 
Yeah, they definitely do. I still take Penn, if Penn State beats Ohio State, then they beat Michigan. I think that's the case. But if they lose to Ohio State, then they lose to Michigan. I think. I mm. think it's a double, double or no, double, double or nothing. Yeah, yeah. You got one or the you gotta, other. You got to win. You got to win one to win to win both. If not, yeah, it's zero and two. That's that's fair. Okay, so okay, so then according to that, then you got Penn State winning and coming out and and going to the playoff, representing the Big Ten, right? I would this assume. Year, yeah, I think. Okay, I think okay. So that's one. Year. That's one of the four spots. Who's your November who's 11th, your two Penn through State, four? Michigan State. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. That's the end. That that's like what? That's probably the the second to last week of the regular season. Wait, no. Yeah. Ooh, is it? No, it, it'd be it'd probably be the third to last game. Because I know I know Michigan doesn't want doesn't want to have Penn State and Ohio State back to back. That's too hard. That's, that's just rough. that's just having to get that's up too schedule. high. Back to back, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they did that to Michigan, then then somebody wanted to see Michigan lose. Um, but all right, so that Penn State is your one playoff spot. Who you got? Who you got as your Georgia's other three spots in, in any order? Georgia, Georgia okay. is the second for sure. Then I got. Uh, I do. I do not think that Washington makes it because I think that Oregon beats them, and they knock out both of them boys. Who's gonna mm. be undefeated? Penn State, uh, Georgia. Then we got. Penn State, Georgia, they you might got two more spots. Big, you got two more spots, and you got to pick. There. You got to pick them out of the. Ain't it's gonna be too hard, bro? Because you, you got to think. You got the ACC. You got Florida State, UNC. You got the Big Twelve. You got Oklahoma and Texas. You got the Pac twelve, and you got you still, Oklahoma. Te- for you sure. can't. You can't write out. You can't write out USC yet because they only lost one time. So they could. They could. They could technically flip the script and. Go dog. But they lost the way they lost. No, they did. They did. But they could they could go and beat Oregon and Washington and then now, you know, they're in it. So who's who's your last two spots out of out of those like those next teams in line? Uh I say Washington. Washington's gonna get it. Um and then the last team that gets in there is definitely I know Florida State's gonna lose one game. They're gonna lose a game where it's mm. like, What? They lost to them? So not Florida State. Let's Very be process possible. of elimination. Oklahoma's gonna come back and lose to Texas this time, so that's gonna be so a one then, loss. So everybody so gonna have one loss then. They're, they're gonna have to decide Ooh, between the one losses, and that's that's a game of favorites and who they want to see on TV in this <laughs> into true. the new year and into Very December. True. So I, I only want to pick one from there. It's gonna be a one losser for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm the way I'm looking at it. I say the safest bet. I go. I go. Georgia one, Michigan two. I don't, I don't think Florida State's losing, bro. I think they beat North Carolina. So, I'm going to go Florida State three and four. I think Washington finally does it and and wins out. I don't, I don't think anyone's stopping Penix. Actually, I know no one's stopping Penix. It's whether or not their defense can sustain it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's my playoff picture as of right now. So, that would be that would be interesting to see, man. Because, like, any way you line those matchups up, like, if it was Georgia Washington, that'd be a cold game. Could Georgia's defense slow slow them down enough? Uh, Georgia's offense isn't lighting up the scoreboard, but they always have. You know, they got Brock Bowers, Buddy's unstoppable when healthy. They got Lad McConkey. They you know they got some good players. It's, it's Georgia. Like, some guys. We ain't we ain't finna act like they're not Georgia. And then what would the other game be? Mich- Michigan Florida State. That would be a fire football Michigan. game. Like just that'd be just a very in my head. Game to watch. Yeah, like Michigan's defense having to stop Florida State with Travis and all those receivers. Keon Coleman, man, he's 
he probably he probably wants Michigan because he came from Michigan State. So if he got them boys, he probably go for twelve for two twenty, something crazy. Yeah, but that Who would you think be, is the best player right now in the Big Ten with him coming from Michigan State. I so, think it's easy. I, mean, I think I think it's Marvin. Yeah, I think I think Marvin is one. I think like. If the left tackle from Penn State is really that dude like they say he is, he's like 1B or, you know, just right behind him, number two. But but Marvin Harrison is is different. Like, That's a game changer. You put him on a team and it changes your team. Inst- like, instantly. I mean, bro, you saw what he did to us. Like, they had, yeah. they had nothing. They had no run game. They didn't have much of a pass game. And until, like, late in the second quarter, he didn't really do much because they weren't really trying to give him the ball. Then all of a sudden it was just like, bro, can you chill out? Like, stop. Like at one point, like the the, the nail in the coffin. Buddy scored. They got a penalty. They come back and say, hey, throw the ball to him again over the middle again, again. and again. And, and he again. scored again. Like, dang, bro. Like, there's very few dudes where you can just say. One guy. I mean, football is just too hard of a game normally for that. Unless you're the quarterback and you know you run around like Caleb Williams does and just make some crazy play happen. He's he's different at wide receiver, bro. There's there's nothing Buddy can't do, and and the biggest games too is when he makes these crazy plays. And you're just like, all right, chill out. But he's he's pound for pound the best for me. I think like Blake Corum's a dog, but I don't. He's not having the type of year this year that he was last year prior to yeah. his injury. So I can't really say that he's he's pushing Marvin Harrison for that spot right now, um, and none of, none of the quarterbacks are in terms of just they're not they're not that you know top first round type dude like like Mar- Marvin's going number two realistically three at worst if a team wants a tackle, so mm-hmm. that that just is what it is. But he's different. Yeah, he's a very good football player. <laughs> Without a doubt, we we know firsthand. Uh, yep. He hurt our feelings badly, <laughs> and that's I, that's part of it. It, it is part yeah. of it. I think that's all I got on my end. Yeah, you man. You know, it's nah, man. It's, it's the bye week, bro. The vibes are first of all, the vibes are low. I mean, we you know we we doing what we can. We we making it work, but losing two in a row and losing to Illinois the way we did on homecoming. Both of us finally made it to a game, you know, good vibes, having a good time, and just Bad wet luck. the bed. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm not not coming back anytime soon if if that's how it's gonna be. Um, but you know, like you know, like we said, the home, homecoming was good vibes. That's the cool part, like getting to experience it, you know, as as a an alum instead of as a player. It is yeah. pretty cool just seeing that different perspective, seeing like, you know. Folks in their 70s, 80s got their Letterman jacket on at the tailgate hanging out. That stuff was pretty cool. Like, Dominique Foxworth was there. You know, old, old All-American playing in the league. Now he's on ESPN every day. Like, seeing different people like that is pretty cool. Seeing former teammates. All of that was fun. So, at the end of the day, you know, me and the fam had a good time. We we did what we could. We made we made the most of it. You know, the, the game part, it is what it is. I guess homecoming, yeah. that's like the least of your concerns <laughs> when you're coming back. Yeah, most deaf. But another good week. We're going to try strap it up, get ready for Northwestern, and then see where the rest of the season leads us. But we appreciate y'all tuning in. Definitely keep tapping in. Dirty Terps, we out. Yes, sir. See y'all next time.